KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Happy Wednesday. It's happy for me. I hope it is for you, too. Guys, I have some of my own thoughts to share with you today. As always, this is what I bring to you is information that I have found that I have spun around in my own head with other information that I have found and made connections and put pieces of the puzzle together in ways that make sense to me. And I'm here to explain some of those ways to you. I do not in any way expect or anticipate you to believe me. But I do hope that you'll listen. And if something rings a bell of truth or curiosity within you, I hope that you will follow that. And as a matter of fact, one of the things I'm going to talk about today might be hard for you to listen to. Let me give you the warning right now so you cannot waste your time. Um, all of us, every single one of us throughout our lives plays the victim at some point. And some of us get really good at it. And some of us don't know how to do it any other way. And if you love playing the victim, and if you don't know how to do it any other way and are unwilling to learn how to do it any other way, you might as well hit pause right now and go find something else to listen to. Because what I'm going to talk about today outlines your own accountability and responsibility in your own life. So if you're not willing to look at that and begin to take some accountability, and it doesn't mean that you're going to even think bad things about yourself. It just means that you have to actually look in the mirror and a lot of people aren't ready to do that. So if you're ready to look in the mirror, this might be a great show to listen to. If you're not, I don't blame you at all for finding something else that you resonate with better that will hopefully bring you to the point where you might be willing to look in the mirror. So if you're willing to look in the mirror and want to hear my take on life and how it applies to you and, well, stick around and listen. Here's what we got. I got 22 minutes to talk. And I, I could talk on this stuff for 22 hours easily. So let's see how much I can squish in. Here's the foundation of it all, guys. This is life according to Della. Universe according to Della. Universes and dimensions according to Della, depending on how much time we have. You are you, but you're so much more than you. Because you're down here on earth as you. And what you also are is God. Because we are all God. God is the intelligence and the love that creates and supports the universe. Right? And you are a part of that. God is not a dude sitting on a throne. It's not even a chick sitting on a throne as much as I like to think about that. God is the love and intelligence and power that creates the universe. And it is the intelligence of God is so massive that it can actually drop itself into billions and trillions of consciousnesses and intelligences at once. God is not limited. God could, if he, she, it, law so chose, put its own voice into every single one of us and change our own direction. But that's not what we're here for, and that's not what God is here for. Before we came to this earth, we kind of disseminated a little bit from God, kind of like God being the rain cloud and us being 
the drops that fall. And by the way, drops don't fall in drops from a cloud. They fall in a mass of water which splits up into drops. And that's kind of how the consciousness of God disseminates to make you. And you are a raindrop, but that raindrop is a raindrop that belongs in the body of God. You are God. You have God within you. I am God. I have God within me, and I'm proving it by creating my own life. Now, one of the really important things that you chose when you chose this life experience was you agreed that you would take on power and control of your own life, that you would use your free will, that you would use your free agency to be accountable for your own choices. This is where that victimhood comes in. And don't blame yourself if you have some victimhood, because we all do. But if you want to control your own life to the point that it brings you things that make you happy, you're going to have to get over your victimhood. You're going to have to stop blaming others and realize that you are the one with the power in your life. But guys, the first half of that sounds really scary. Listen to the second half again. Realize that you are the one with power in your own life. Because the second half of that is incredibly empowering. And when I figured that out, my life changed. So we come to this life. But before this life, before we're born, you have your personality, your higher self. It's kind of what you are now, but with more knowledge and understanding of not only this life, but how this life works within the universe. And you also sat down with your friends because I also believe in reincarnation. I believe that no death is permanent, that death is an illusion, that it's simply a stepping in and out of the game. Um, and by the way, really quick side note, that's one of the reasons my understanding of how our lives continue, that just because it ends doesn't mean it actually ends, that we always get more chances, that we always get more opportunities, we always get more bodies, we always get more lives, we always get more experiences, that my belief and understanding in that is one of the reasons why I am okay with abortion. Because I understand, like I'm explaining to you, that the life, the intelligence, the consciousness, the spirit that went into that infant fetus body knew what was going to happen to it, made the plan for its life just like all of us did before it came into this one, and knew that its mother had a choice and that those choices would lead to two different possibilities. One possibility where this child lived a full life and in, uh, interacted with the entire world and one possibility where it didn't. And also, I believe that when that mother made that choice, that decision point created a new timeline where now there's a timeline that exists where the child was born and lived a full life, and another timeline exists where it doesn't. And that's one reason why the idea of abortion or even miscarriage, which is abortion that happens on accident, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't feel bad about that because I know that it's not the end. I know that there are a, that not only is there a timeline where that child did continue, but that that life and soul will have so many more times to regenerate, to come back down, and to try this again. <clears throat> again, I'm not telling you to believe me. Moving back. So we all had this chance before we were born to figure out what our life was going to be. And we are so smart, guys, that we were even able to look down at all of those optional paths and decisions that might create new timelines 
to see all of the different options that we could have. Before we came to earth, we knew all of the people that we could potentially marry. Before we came to earth, we knew the souls that would eventually be our children. I know, this is the thing I know for me, that before I came to earth, I knew who my mother was. There's no question in my mind that I know that. In fact, I have had dreams where I saw myself going to her and asking her to be her daughter because I knew that she was the woman who I wanted to be my mother. And I knew that I wanted to grow up in the home that she was going to be a mother in. And in fact, maybe it would have been very differently had I not. But I asked my mother to be my mother and she accepted me as her daughter. And that happened before I came to this earth. And you might know a similar story or have something like that for you or someone you know, someone that's talked about before they came to earth, how they knew who was going to be in their life with them. And part of that is every single person who makes an impact in your life, which is pretty much everybody, whether you know it or not, is people that you planned to come down here with. As a matter of fact, you wrote your whole life out much like a video game. You could say it like a script. And I love it as a script because there are times when I see the script playing out word for word in my life where every single actor is playing their part brilliantly and it's beautiful. So I have evidence of this script in my life because I've seen this script play out in ways that it couldn't if people had just been jumbled together with no planning. But also it's more than just a script because a script plays a play or a movie or something like that that generally has one specific timeline, maybe an alternate ending. However, this life is so much more than that. It's a lot more like a video game. And if you've ever played a really massive involving video game like World of Warcraft, for example, it sucks you in. It's immersive. And there are so many different options. There are so many different choices. It's not one timeline that you start here, you do quests A through Z and you're done. It's when you get to A, you can choose between B through Z. And then when you get to B, B, you can choose between B, 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 all the way through Z, Z, Z. And there's millions of, well, not millions. Well, they're actually within the video game of World of Warcraft. There are millions of options that you can choose. And that's a world that we've created within this world. And that's pretty phenomenal. But this life is, is much like that. And my son, Mark, who is brilliant, by the way, and I think I would say that if I wasn't his mother. He, when he worked at a movie theater, he would play his part at the movie theater as though he was a video game. He would imagine himself as a video game character with a dialogue tree, even as an NPC, a non-player player character, because he would kind of turn off his own intelligence and thought spinning through that time or otherwise he would be too bored. But this is how he'd swi- he would switch his brain from independent thought to non-player character mode and turn on his dialogue thought tree so that anytime a customer came up to him, they would say something and he would know from his dialogue tree which one, two, three options of sentence should he reply to them with. And not only was Mark excellent at his job, but he got employee of the month a couple times and he was the only person in that job to ever have a secret shopper score him 100%. And I'm pretty sure he got it twice. So mom brag, but the point is, it's a video game. And when you play it, when you understand it like that, when you understand that life is a game, you've already won. That's the answer right here. You can stop listening to everything else. When you understand that life is a game, 
you've already won. And then when you understand that fun is the secret to that game, now you're just getting bonuses and add-ons and accomplishments and achievements and go you. So we planned this life before we came here, had it all figured out. In fact, everything must be planned and created on a spiritual level before it can be created on a physical level. So the eighth dimension is where there's nothing physical. And maybe we played around in the eighth dimension to create some non-physical things so that we could, you might call that the vortex, depending on what thought line you're going along with, so that we could bring those things here. And in fact, now I believe that we still have access to that eighth dimension of creation where no physical thing exists, but all physical, all physical things may, I don't know exactly, I don't know enough about the dimensions, have to go to be created. And it's all stacked on top of us anyway. So, sorry guys, I got on a, my thoughts went spinning on a different direction about the eighth dimension right there. Another thing about the eighth dimension is they say that's where God lives because God um, creates and creation is God mode. But that means that, and I'm playing with thoughts right now because I don't even know this, but it kind of makes sense to me in my head right now as I'm talking about it, that if we're going to the eighth, the eighth dimension is where God lives because everything is possible there. Everything is possible there, but nothing is physical there. Everything is only created because God mode is creation mode. Do you understand that? God mode is creation mode. You do it on your video games when you're playing Minecraft or Sims and you go into God mode so that you can just create without having to have income or pay for things. You don't need, you have all the res- you have access to all of the resources when you are in God mode. So, we created the life that we live and then we look down on it. And I remember looking down on it with God going, whoa, uh, this might be a little bit trickier than I thought. And she said, yeah, it is, Della. We warned you. We tried to warn you before you jumped in. We tried to warn you it was going to be trickier than you thought. But everybody thinks that they can handle the tough life. That's why you gave yourself a tough life is because before you came here, you knew that you were strong enough to handle it. And you were like, I, I got this, guys. And your masters and your guides were like, are you sure? Because that looks pretty tough. And you were like, guys, you know I have the power within me. And they were like, we do know you have the power within you, but you might forget it when you get down there. So here's a little reminder, you still have the power within you. And that creation of the, since all the dimensions are stacked on each other anyway, then the eighth dimension we have access to here. And the eighth dimension is where we continue to create. It's the God space of creation. In your life, you are the God in your life. God told you he's not going to screw with your life unless you ask him to. That's why you have to ask for help. That's why asking for help is universal law because your guides, your angels, your supporters, your imaginary friends cannot interfere in your life and God too unless you ask for help. It's the law of non-interference. It's part of it. You must ask for help. Ask for help. But when we came to the precipice looking down on earth, we knew it was going to be tough. And that's when God told me, tear up the rules and make your own because the things that you need to do are the things that are going to make you happy. And that goes back to that fun being the secret of life. So then we came to earth. And in doing this, we put on our virtual reality suit for this grand illusion. And the virtual reality suit that we put on is what you're wearing. It's what you see when you look in the mirror. It's your body. It's your physicality, which, by the way, is not you. You and your body are separate. I've done shows about that. And if you have 
any difficulty loving your body, I recommend listening to those shows because when I learned how to love my body is when I began to get healthy. And since then I've lost 60 pounds and I feel great, have tons of energy. Um, and it's awesome. But the very, very beginning of that was me learning to love my body and learning to love it as slightly separate, as separate from me. So we came down into this body physical VR suit. Okay. Now, if have you ever played VR, I hope you have. And if you haven't, I hope you get a chance. Try it because it's so cool that you put this thing on and all of a sudden you can see yards and feet ahead of you within a mask. And it's weird at first, but it's very quickly immersive. And it's so immersive that you're playing a video game that doesn't even have the colors that you're used to. It doesn't have the level of depth that you're used to. It doesn't have the actions and functions that you're used to. But it becomes so immersive that you forget that you are standing in a room wearing a mask on your head and doing funny looking dance moves holding these funny looking handles. And that's the same thing, guys. When we come into these physical flesh VR suits, we forget the colors that we're used to seeing and we forget the skills and abilities that we used to have. And we forget the functions that used to be available to us because this body is so immersive that by the time we're two or three years old, we've adopted it as us. And we begin to forget that there's more to us than that. But this VR suit is phenomenal. If you don't love your body, you're not paying attention because your body loves you. And your body is fighting for you despite how much you're fighting against it. It's fighting for you because it loves you back because it wants you to have this experience on earth because on earth you can't experience life like this in this 3D world, the three-dimensional world without a body. It's necessary to experience this. You cannot walk on the sand and feel the sand with, between your toes if you don't have a physical body. If you do not have a physical body, you can't taste strawberries. You can't taste chocolate. You can't taste champagne and you can't appreciate those things together. And if you don't have a body, you can't appreciate the physical pleasures of your body. Guys, if you don't have a physical body, you can't have orgasms. And orgasms are one of the things that God sent you here to experience. That's why he gave you a body and he wants you to play with it. God didn't give you toys and tell you not to play with them. This VR suit is amazing. It does so many things that you haven't even considered that they, it can do. And your VR suit loves you so much. And you get this VR suit for this whole life. And that life, there are timelines of that life that are longer where you care better for your body. And there may be timelines of your, of your life that are shorter where you made decisions to not care as much for your body. And when I say care for your body, I mean love your body. You're choosing every day to love or not love your body. You are choosing every day to care or not care about this VR suit that you came here to experience. So I hope right now you take a second thought about this VR suit that you're walking around in and have some extra appreciation for it. Because, by the way, the secret of life is fun and this body knows how to have fun. And it's possible to have fun without using your body much. But there are so many elements and types of fun that you need to have a body for. Have you ever gone cliff diving? Can't do that without a body. Ever ridden a motorcycle? Can't do that without a body. Have you ever driven the Arizona Gorge at 110 in a really cool car? Can't do that without a body. Or a really cool car. Those are the things that we're here for, guys. And 
one of our mistakes that we're making is we are spending so much time being stressed out and scared that we're not enjoying ourselves. We knew before we came that the secret was fun. And then we got here and we got scared. And we forgot to have fun. We stopped having fun. We didn't just forget where we came from. We didn't just forget that we're not our bodies. We didn't just forget all of the skills and abilities and resources that we actually have access to. We stepped into this illusion and we forgot who we are. We forgot that we're God. And we forgot that God is here to experience God having fun. God is here to experience this life. And you as God have bigger, better ways that you wanted to experience life than what you're experiencing right now. I'm pretty sure that that's why you're listening to the show. And I know how you feel because that's exactly how I felt four or five years ago. It's actually how I felt seven years ago when I stopped going to church. And it's how I felt for the 37 years before that, that there was something I was missing, that there was more that I didn't know, that there was happiness out there, that there was a better way. I was searching for it and I found it. And if you're searching for it and you're listening to me, it means that you have either found it or you're on the way to finding it because it does get better. It can get better. You're, you didn't plan your life here to be miserable. Like I said last week or the t- week before, God did not send you here to be miserable in her name. You are here to experience the grandiosity of life that you came here to experience. You came here knowing, even though you forgot, that this is a game and that when you remembered it was a game, that that's how you win the game. And you came here knowing that the secret of life was fun because you came here to experience. And there's things that you can experience that aren't as much fun. We are here to experience grief. We are here to experience pain. One of the reasons, one of the big, big reasons why we're here is we have to know what it's like to not be God. Do you understand? Because in that cloud where we're just sitting with all the other God drops, we forget that we're separate and we forget, well, God doesn't know what it's like to not be God. Do you see? God only knows what it's like to be God. So in, but God, in order to be God, must know all things. So God, in order to know all things, had to stop being God. And that is why you're here. You are here to experience what it's like to not be God. You're here to experience what it's like to be God who has forgotten that they are God. And my friends, you are here to experience being God who remembers that you are God. And when you remember that you are God, you'll look at your neighbor and you'll see that they are God too. And once you realize that you are God and that they are God, you will love yourself the way you always wanted to love God, the way you always felt like you were coming up a little bit short. But now when you understand God better, you'll be able to love yourself and you'll be able to love those around you and you'll be able to teach them to do the same thing. 
And when we can all love each other, it's going to be a really, really different life. So that's what you're here for. You planned it. You planned out your whole life to come here and remember that you're God. And remember that as God, you have access to that eighth dimension of creation because that's where God lives. I just figured that out while I was talking to you. And that God mode is creation mode. That you have God within you. That you have God mode in this life to create this life the way you choose it. And isn't that freaking incredibly powerful? I love you guys. So grateful you came. Thanks for listening. I hope you come back again. I hope you go back and listen to the other stuff that I did years ago. I love you. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.